what's happening? Great to be back with you. Cantori show. I'll tell you, it's it's not too often you get the chance to Zoom with one of your guitar heroes, but that's exactly uh, what happened yesterday. Had the great pleasure, honor, if you will. Will you? Of course you will, because we're homies. I uh, had a great chance, or I had the chance, should I say, to talk to Peter DiStefano of Porno for Pyros, guitar player. I've been a huge fan uh, for many years. In fact, you'll hear me fanboy out because I was just crazy about Jane's addiction in my late teens, early 20s. And when they broke up, it was like the Beatles breaking up or Zeppelin. I was freaking heartbroken. And then Perry grabs Perkins, Stephen Perkins, their drummer, and forms Porno for Pyros with the uh, gentleman we're about to talk to. And that, that first record, I mean, I love all their stuff, but that first record really hit uh, when I was like 21, I believe, and hearing songs like Cursed Male and Cursed Female, Packin' 25, which you get to hear in acoustic Zoom form in this interview. Of course, the radio hit Pets, and um, oh man, there were so many, Miha, love that song, such a great record. And uh, just talking to Peter was certainly a treat. And he's going to be in San Diego tonight, Wednesday, December 15th, over at the Casbah, 8 p.m., doing a solo show with another legend by the name of Mike Watt. You know, Mike, also a bass player of Porno for Pyros, but probably best known uh, for being a seminal figure in music uh, with his work in The Minutemen. I mean, the minute there wouldn't there wouldn't be Jane's addiction without the Minutemen. I mean, Mike Watt is is the Godfather, as far as uh, the movement and the old SST days. This is like a little little music history here, even though I probably shouldn't be the one teaching the course. Because again, just a fan. I'm just a fan. Do want to thank our sponsors, March and Ash, MarchandAsh.com, San Diego's premier cannabis dispensary. They've got Tommy Chong swinging through this Friday, the Chula Vista and City Heights location, marchandash.com, where you can also get delivery, curbside pickup. They've got locations all over San Diego. And if you partake and want to do so safe, legally, and all that good stuff, Marchandash is the answer. Again, marchandash.com. Also want to thank Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. If it wasn't for Baja Bound, I probably would have had, uh, well, I've never had my car really messed with, but at least I can go to Mexico, surf trip, a little outing with the, with the wife, and not have, to worry, not have to worry about my car or my belongings, thanks to BajaBound.com. And in fact, while talking to uh, Peter here, he brings up uh, when Porno first, Porno for Pyros first formed, it involved a trip to Mexico. And how many of us have these trips you know, to Mexico and the memories that go along and uh, help just protect those memories by hooking up and syncing up with Baja Bound? Again, BajaBound.com. As we talk to Peter Stefano, fellow Italian here, about his, his career and, and, more importantly, the benefits show that's happening at the Casbah tonight to benefit an, a gentleman by the name of Spike Mike. Of the uh, of the spice pistols, and Mike fell upon fell upon some serious times, trauma, major fire, all his belongings, like twenty bases just destroyed. And there's a benefit show tonight at the Casbah to help out Spike Mike, 
And if you want to learn more about the story, I did an interview on the Patreon. I've got this Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Chris Cantori, and you can learn more about that there as we have Peter here on the pod and picking up the Zoom in three, two, and... I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. good. Yeah. It's it, it's a treat talking to you because I was even thinking about it before we signed on here. And um, I talked to Perry, who actually is pictured behind me here. Oh, cool. Back when I had dark hair. Cool. And I brought up a show, and I was kind of pulling that, hey, do you remember this show bit? It was so impactful that I'm curious if it had any impact on you. And Perry vaguely remembered it, but it was one of the first porno for pyro shows here in San Diego, Tijuana, down at Mr. Crown's. Yes. Do you remember that mad, the madness that was that show? Yeah, did like the ceiling fall or something? Or yes, yeah, ceiling tiles were falling. Yeah, there was like a six foot ceiling. The place was packed. Yeah, and it was one of your first shows, highly anticipated. No room to breathe. Like these shows would never happen today, and there there was a level of fear. For us as fans in the venue, I'm wondering if you felt that as a performer. Well, I mean, I, I guess that the, the fear was was the the, the energy. Uh, what I felt was this energy to just explode, you know, and deliver. And so I guess maybe that was the, the fear, you know. Well, obviously, because it's something that was coming off of when Jane's, in my opinion, was at their peak in terms of uh, of just exciting like when the the girls chased the beatles you know like for james that was the peak of like ah, and then i came in and it was like i had this huge expectation to come up with so I, that's all i know yeah I know anything else but that i just got to really deliver because these fans really expect something you know because of what the act i was following yeah, you were you nailed it because I was thinking of that period and really putting myself there as one of those fans. This is before I got into to radio for twenty five years. I I was just a kid in the club, and I always wondered what it was like, honestly, as a fan, to be in your position where this band is disassembling in front of you know the universe. And then you're filling in for Dave Navarro and this legacy and this these seminal records. I can't imagine that pressure, man. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure. It's it's uh, it, you know, it's much better now. Life in terms of that pressure, you know, like I my hat's off and it's it's uh, we all get along and it's beautiful. And I just at that time you have to come after the band when it was at that peak, you know, um, it would be a lot easier now to do a porno for Pryos show, <laughs> put it that way. But all of this being said, I will say you friggin' delivered. Without embarrassing you here, you're, you're one of my favorite guitar players. Oh, thank you. Because of that transition and what you brought to that band, because I could tell you wanted to bring something different, I would imagine, when it came to that first record. Yeah, I wanted to bring jazz. I wanted... Well, it's a tall order to say that word, but I just wanted to bring uh, more key changes, more uh, more scales, uh, more, uh, more chords, uh, like sevens and stuff like that, like uh, expanded harmony, 
um, so it's sort of like punky jazz kind of music, you know, as opposed to blues rock based music. Absolutely. More jazz punk based. If that makes sense. It does. I think about the song Packin' 25 when you say that. Yeah. Had that kind of funky, jazzy, kind of all over place. And yeah. yeah, man, I just, and again, those early shows, I just remember them being so magical because there was that pressure and everyone wanted it to work and it worked. It wasn't like we were, we wanted it to fail. Like we wanted this to really work and it freaking hit, man. I remember loving porno. Oh, that makes me so happy. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I am curious though. What was your initial connection to the band? Because again, as a fan, it seemed like you came out of nowhere. Well, um, I was, I had made a demo of a song called Hypocrisies, which I'm going to play tomorrow night in San Diego. Awesome. Maybe. I don't know. I have a list of stuff to do, but I just, <laughs> I'm gonna, like, I'll have, like, I have 18 songs, singer songwriter songs ready to go, and then I'll just look at the list and play what I feel and look at the crowd, you know? For sure. And, yeah. But um, I, uh, I, um, was so I had done this song and there was a solo in it and stuff like that. And this guy, Greg Lampkin, God bless his soul, he, he passed um this year. But he um said uh he was living with Perry and he played him the demo tape. And so then we set up a surf trip and we went to Porto Escondido and and we all shared a cabana and uh and we just sort of grew from there, you know. Nothing better than those surf. You're still in the water these days, right? Yeah, yeah. When I'm inspired to surf, yeah. So <laughs> lately, I've been lately I've been practicing. Any any free moment I get, I'm practicing. Uh, Mike Watts been calling me every morning, and we spend at least an hour a day on the phone minimum, uh, seven days a week, um, and he's just pushing me to do this. You know, he's very into John Coltrane. And he was drawn to porno because of the, the chords and the vocabulary and the stuff that I was doing. And I wasn't even aware of what I was doing. It just sounded, wanted to be unique, you know, and, uh, and just start and use more of uh, melody than the common melody of, uh, you know, blues music and rock and roll. You know, I wanted to, I liked um, more harmony. And so, uh, He's really pushed me into uh, the whole John Coltrane thing. So now I'm doing across, you know, uh, I'm doing like my solo music, Porno for Pyro songs, and doing improvisation off of them with the John Coltrane kind of influence. Mike oh, I Watt. can't wait. Yeah, I'm, and it's all, on an, out already. it's all on an acoustic guitar. And the reason it's called Man Alone is because there's no looper pedal, no effects, no reverb, no, no, uh, laptop no nothing it's just me with a guitar showing up no accompaniment no no human just me and i'm going to try to do these songs and these improvisations about myself so we'll see how it goes and you were doing a lot of solo stuff like during the pandemic i noticed you were traveling and getting out there and doing some stuff right or once things opened back up you were kind of going and doing the backyard party thing right yeah, well, the thing is, is that with a laptop and DJing tracks and jamming over it and a wah-wah and all that stuff, 
this is more of like island style. There's nothing, you know, it's just an acoustic guitar, you know, and my voice. And I got to make, put on a show, you know, carry energy. And so to have to open up with Mike Watt for Mike Watt tomorrow, uh, <laughs> you know, the most energetic, the most powerful human, I know, musical human I know, you know, it's, it's a tall order and I'm excited for the challenge. I, I know that you do have these long extended conversations. I didn't know that was the frequency. What, what what do you guys talk about for an hour? I can't imagine talking to a friend an hour a day. I think that's awesome. And what's the extent? Is the conversations always about music? Is it about? Uh, I mean, I, I I would imagine it goes all over the place. No, it's all music. It's all really? focused on Coltrane reading books, scales, uh, melodies. Um, people that had power that we believe had power or that he believes and I agree with him that had power and then vanity uh, and fame uh, gets in the way and then it's gone but the masses are still totally into it but the the you know yeah the, there's a thing and so it you know we we have this thing where we want to stay uh connected to the source like the mojo you know the holy spirit and uh that's with practice and putting the craft defenders of the craft we're just trying to figure out how to defend the craft that's and beautiful stuck in math like like uh how many facebook likes how, how big is this instagram following how young does this person look um you know uh how famous um how many people you draw all the stuff that gets in the way, you know, what's going to sell, what's going to get the masses, you know, and just focusing on how can I be the best musician possible and grow, you know, and that's what we all we talk about. I love that. That's beautiful. And I think that could be applied to a lot of people in their lives, no matter what their deal is or what they're going through. And do you think uh, a lot of that has to do with the last couple of years, how there's been kind of a, a giant reset and our, I know my perspective has changed dramatically and what used to be important to me isn't important to me anymore. And the things that I'm attracted to now, it, I wasn't necessarily attracted to years ago. And, and that stuff is the stuff that's more real and simple and authentic as overused as that is. But is, is it all kind of aligned to that? Well, it's, it's, um, I just don't, you know, I've been sober 24 years. I don't want to get back on heroin. I don't want to shoot up because I'm so in pain that I got to numb it, you know, and, uh, or just freaking out and I go and see a colorist and color my hair and just Botox and I'm just tripping, you know, it's so practicing and trying to get better on the guitar is my depression medication is my, uh, you know, seeing a colorist, seeing a, you know, Botox, it's, it's all, you know what I mean? Aging. I, I don't mind any of that because I'm so focused on, um, you know, trying to go, you know, you know, practicing my scales and doing all that stuff. That's like praying. It's like going to, to, to God. And that's my prayer is practice. Yeah. And that's Mike Watts prayer is practice. So I feel like, it's just peace. I just want to be happy. And, and it's like my yoga, my, 
my sex is my guitar now, you know? <laughs> I do. I do. Putting it through a, a different filter. I absolutely do. And you mentioned your addiction, and I was even thinking about that earlier as it related to porno for pyros and your struggles with heroin during during that, the early, you know, that was during the band's formative years. Or I thought to myself, it's so weird because as a fan, it was like that's kind of what made you even cooler or more interesting or darker or more appealing was the fact that knowing on the inside a member had a, a drug problem. And I think about that in my early 20s and having that mindset and how disgusting that is, knowing the pain that you were really going through. But at the time, there was a level where it was just so glamorized as part of the scene. I don't know if that makes sense, but I almost feel guilty for one's feeling that way. Like, oh, it's cool. He's got a drug problem. I was a race car driver and um, I kept crashing and I survived. But my friends like that overdosed and died, they crashed and didn't survive, you know. So we were all just race car drivers trying to, you know, charge this thing. And so I, uh, I feel like I've written enough with that that I didn't have to die to keep going. I don't like to keep playing repeat, you know, uh, Groundhog Day. So I want to do something different now, but I can still pull those songs out. You know, like if I want to do Miha, I can still go. You know, I mean, I don't have to go running and chasing for drugs to play that now. Right. I did that, you know, and, and that's what it's about, scoring and scoring drugs getting your money and you know and and going and getting it and so you know that's the i love you know it, what happened was i haven't played porno for pyro songs i mean maybe one like bad shit with hell ride but now i've i'm pulling everything out you know with the guitar and i'm just you know i wrote the songs so why Good. not play them why wait you know so i'm just gonna play them like a 56 year old man with an acoustic guitar instead of a 25 year old man on heroin right you know? and it's cool you know um yeah it's not going to be like it was when i was then but then isn't going to be what it's like now you know no but it feels again what i was just saying seeing clips of you playing some of that shit today is fucking awesome it's awesome it feels more real and authentic today because you know where it can you know that's where it came from not all that other perception that you had of the movement and all the other stuff going on. Yeah. You know, all the noise, all the noise and all the glitz and the glamour and the big shows and the videos and all that. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like being on the inside of that. There's no, I would not have survived. I'd be, I'm surprised I'm alive the life I've lived. I'm sure you feel that 10 times over. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I guess, you know, I'm not like, a spiritual guy but when i think about like wow i'm here and i'm right here with you doing this i guess there is some kind of a like almost like it was meant to be or i just really 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 lucky yeah i go with meant to be or a little bit of both a little bit of both i was gonna say yeah a little bit of both but more on the meant to be side this is your this is your destiny as, as they say now uh so tomorrow night this is a big deal for you and, and you do have your guitar there I mean, I, I'd be stupid not to ask you to play something while you're sitting there with your friggin' guitar. Do you mind? And it's probably not going to be the most awesome quality because this is Zoom, but what the fuck? All right. <laughs> 
Yesterday morning, I went out for a cup of coffee, and then a friend gave me a call. He said, we got a problem. My 22-year-old self just shit himself. Oh, cool. But, that, but that's what I mean. It's like taking the songs as a jumping-off point and even not having fear to change the lyrics and sing words that relate to how you are now instead of doing an exact carbon copy of what it was in 1992. Amen. It's 2022, and I'm a different person with children and, and other bullies and things. And so I think... Yep. I go somewhere else and then adding improvisation and jamming on top of it. We're on the, on the recording. I didn't do that, you know? Well, I certainly uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And obviously you're playing with uh, the legendary Mike Watt. It's a benefit show for a friend we had on a recent episode. Uh, Spike, Mike, what an awesome thing you're doing for him. I mean, talk about selfless, man. Yeah. How, how do you know Mike? Well, Mike and I, 
we met, he would come to Hell Ride gigs and my solo gigs and stuff like that. And then we got really close. And then we both have this tattoo right here. It's upside down. Let me see. It's like I took my, uh, I don't know if you can see it. See the devil with the heart? Yeah. The porno for Pyro's but, devil. Yeah. With the heart. But, but, but I made it black and white with uh, Tupac's bandana on it. And, <laughs> and like a little mashup of the porno for Pyro's for my solo thing. That's and he awesome. got a tattoo and I got a tattoo and we back each other in love, pain and war. So he's going through a painful thing with the, so I'm there to back him. Yep. Same here, man. He supported me throughout my entire radio career. So I feel you there, bud. And, and thank you so much for doing this. And uh, what are, what are the plans? Do you, I mean, obviously I support anything and everything you do solo and would love to get you even back to San Diego and put together a show. But when I talked to Perry, he did mention that porno was going to start doing some stuff. Is that in the plans? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been in the plans for 20 years. I know. So I, Perry's the band leader and I respect it. And I have no pressure, no energy. I mean, he's a really smart guy. He's um, thinking, you know, and seeing things through and maybe, um, you know, I, I, I just, uh, Every time he calls, you know, I'm ready, but uh, I've been doing, you know, I've made 10 solo albums, which is over a hundred songs. I've done a bunch of work for the movies and TV shows and video games. So it's like, I've been busy while porno, you know, we never broke up. The LLC is still open and everything. It's just when the band leader's ready, let's get together. Hell yeah. Do it, you know, so there's no, there's no uh, bad energy between myself and, the members, you know, sure. and so that's all I know. I keep it simple and and keep going, you know. Let let the beauty come out as it needs to. And right now, it's you doing your solo thing. And certainly encourage people to see you tomorrow night over at the Casbah or anytime you're around and uh, playing about. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, it's my pleasure, man. And all the best to you and your family and happy holidays and all that stuff, too. To you and your families as well and happy holidays. Great stuff. Thank you. Peter DeStefano, what uh, what a treat, you know, as as I'm sure you heard me fanboying out <laughs> from time to time. It was just it's too cool when you get to zoom with one of your guitar heroes. And that's exactly what it was. And I have no shame, especially at my age. And I hope you enjoyed it. I learned a lot and thought it was freaking cool getting into Peter's head there a little bit and definitely want to encourage you to see him tonight along with Mike Watt. And a lot of other San Diego huge heavyweights like uh, Berkeley, Jeff Berkeley. His band is going to be out there. Bart Mendoza, um, Rainey from the Farmers. I don't know, my mind. I'm a little tired. I need my coffee. But um, that being said, I certainly encourage you to go to the Casbah tonight, Wednesday, December 15th, to see the great Peter DeStefano, Mike Watt, and others to support our friend Spike Mike. Otherwise, visit us on Patreon if you'd like to subscribe to the Patreon show, which is at patreon.com forward slash Chris Cantori. Have yourself a very Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of them, okay? If you don't observe, that's cool. Whatever. I really don't care as long as you are being kind to yourself, others, and doing your, you know, doing the best at putting awesomeness into the world and not negativity. There's so much projecting and negativity out there. And I realize that people do have good cause 
or they do want to scream or think they have good cause, but instead of screaming, take action. Instead of being part of the problem, work on being the solution. That's my two cents. And let's mend the divide. I'm so sick of the divide. All right. Have a happy holiday. I love you. Bye.